I'm Ken. This is Cal. And we are Not, Not at Odds. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to... This is episode 43. How you doing today, Cal? Feeling like a pro this far into the game. I know, I know. Just uh, almost halfway to that 100 mark. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting day. All our, our listeners are going to be pumped. Okay, for anybody that it's your first time here, I think uh, Kelly said, where the hell you been? Yeah, where have you guys been this <laughs> whole time? And uh, hey, the reason we are called not at odds is that we're going to find out by the end of this podcast if we're at odds or not. I am a baby boomer slash Gen X. And by definition, I'm a millennial, but not at heart. I don't feel like it. I don't like to claim it, but I'm stuck with the title. Definition only by the age? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm the older older version of millennial. I yeah. think I just squeaked in there. Us uh, baby boomers have other names for uh, millennials, like slackers and lazy, and you know. But th- I know you. That's that's not you. Don't so make I know me what you're start saying. with politically correct uh, we, edits already. We won't go with politically correct edits. I'm just saying I know you, and I know that you don't fit the typical stereotypical mold of millennial. Try and not to. Uh, today we're going to find out if we're odds at of all things beer. Beer comes at all different ranges from one end to the other where we started where we ended up beer stories yeah and by far one of my favorite topics favorite things uh i am a home brewer one of my favorite pastimes is getting out in the garage and making some beer and i've gotten pretty good at it over the last couple of years oh i thought you was gonna say because you're getting your one-year chip from uh <laughs> no, no you're not getting your chip <laughs> not yet i keep screwing up <laughs> okay we better start off by taking care of the money end of it taking care of our sponsors and uh you got the first read i do go ahead so here we go do you need glasses contacts or laser surgery we have the optometrist for you go visit dr like and his fine staff at 55 third street for all of your eyewear needs again that's like i care for what you need all right you're like um, are you embarrassed because your newborn is a big old chunk? Do people poke at their roly-poly arms and tubby-tummy? Babies are great to love, but sometimes there's just too much to love. That's why, here at Not At Odds, we recommend Baby Spanx, the super elastic shapewear that smooths out all your baby's unsightly bumps and bulges. In no time, your baby will go from flab to fab and be the talk of the block. I wouldn't spank a baby, but I sure as hell would spanx one. Baby Spanx, sold at all your finest retail stores in China. Okay, that takes care of our sponsors. They keep us well fed. That's great. You know, I think that will make all those baby pictures that you have to see from coworkers a little more bearable. Yes, yes. You know? Buy them as gifts. Buy them as gifts. Oh, for sure. You know, you can't say, hey, your baby's fat, but you can buy them Spanx. Fair enough. And uh, <laughs> Hey, I was going to talk. start off with uh, what beers I drink being a uh, baby boomer. And I've got one in my hand. We are enjoying a couple of cocktails. Yep. Mine in my hand is a Bud Light. That's, that's been, America's beer. That America's beer. That is one of my favorites. I used to be a Budweiser guy, and I went into a Bud Light guy. And uh, But that's just kind of the way of the world when when I was growing up. Uh, when I was younger, there were some pretty skanky beers. PBR, which has made a huge comeback. Yeah, that's the popular beer these it's, days. The cheap popular the, beer. Is it cheap? I, I tried I, it again the other day, and it still was awful. It's not bad when I'm going for a cheap night, um, or if it's, I call that a lawnmower beer, one that I can drink a bunch of. A lot of these craft beers that I drink, you can't drink a lot of them all. It can't be an all-day beer. Yeah. Um, so if I'm going for an all-day beer, that's an all-day beer I'll grab. Yeah. I, I, just the taste gets me. Uh, I used to get cases of Globals. Gobles or Globles? 
Gobbles without the L. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. Uh, Colt 45 malt liquor. My 16th birthday is what my father bought me. Ouch. What kind of beer did your father buy you for your 16th birthday? Nah, I, my dad wasn't that cool. None. None. <laughs> and uh, Stroh's. Stroh's, or as we called it, Shorts. I don't know if you call Stroh's Shorts, because that's what it is spelled backwards. Shorts. You know, okay. so, oh, let's, yeah, we can't call it people. Shorts, because now Shorts is one of the leading craft breweries. <laughs> Out of Michigan, right? Yeah. And, so you're going to uh, fool me if you offer me a Shorts and hand me some garbage like that. <laughs> that's true. Um, but the Stroh's was the first that we found that came in a 30-pack for nice. all your alcoholic needs. Very good. So that was really good. Well, now, what kind of beers? Not now, but starting out. Yeah, so starting out, um, I was a Bud Light guy like anybody else. I remember kegs of Bud Light because it's a keg you could get for 70 bucks, super cheap. Um, it was the, you know, anytime you're, when you're tur- turning 21, you're looking for the cheaper stuff. It's hard to go out to buy high-priced cocktails when you're 21 and still probably making pretty close to minimum wage. So I did a lot of Bud Light for a long time. Um, but then I have switched over. I'm not a Bud Light guy anymore, but that is where I started. That is where you started. But when Now, when you was 21, was a craft beer was just starting to roll? I mean, was people really into it like they are now? Well, it was emerging. Um, it's not like I saw my friends drinking craft beer. It's, it wasn't out there. You could find it. Um, I actually vividly remember my first two craft beers, and I hated them. One of them now is one of my favorite craft beers, though. Um, so it very first started, I was at a house party. Um, it was a housewarming party for some friends of my wife's, and the guy that was hosting kept going on and on and on about this beer that I had to try. It was Newcastle Brown Ale. And it took a lot for me to be nice that day. Mm-hmm. I got the beer. I drank it with a smile. I told them it was great, but I could barely stomach it. I hated that beer so much. And um, that is still a really popular beer now. Okay. Um, you can still find it everywhere, and I still hate it. I never, never came around to that one. And then the other one um, was Two-Hearted Ale by Bell's Brewery, which is Michigan's, I believe, oldest brewery, oldest craft brewery. And now it's one of the most popular craft beers out there. Um, I don't know where it ranks in popularity, but I think it pops in on every top 10 list for craft I, I, beer. I think I'd, I'd have to agree with that. Um, the first ones that I've seen out there, like at a bar, on a tap, and uh, I, this is still, I guess, a craft beer, a Blue Moon. Yep. That, you know, that's, I that's, don't think it would fall under the craft label anymore. I, I don't think so anymore, but, but I think it did then. Yeah. And uh, I I wasn't drinking it. My cousin, cousin Steve, he would get it, and it'd have an orange in it, yep. and I'd make fun of him. I said, that yep. looks like a girly beer. Might as well have an umbrella, and uh, you know, so so that's. Yeah, I don't think it's a craft beer anymore, but you find a lot of craft beers that I feel, my opinion, are pretty closely related to it, and you can kind of tell that maybe that was an inspiration. Like in Michigan, Oberon, Oberon is a yep. very very popular craft beer, and I think you can definitely tell. This is my opinion. I could be completely wrong. For all I know, Oberon's older than uh, the Blue Moon, okay. but it's reminiscent, you know. It, yeah, it's like Blue Moon at heart. I feel, but technically, I think the Blue Moon has oats. Is that what makes it creamy? There's a cream. There's a cream factor to it, and I think it was yeah oats. Oats brings up the head retention and the creaminess, and yep. the Oberon don't. And then Shock Top is also trying to be a yeah kind of a blue kind moon. of clony of a clony Blue Moon. Yep. Yeah, and uh, back you know when breweries breweries are coming around, and I'm a fan of food, and a lot of times breweries don't sell my Bud Light, and uh, We'd go into, there was a couple of them, Quay Street and Port Huron. Okay. And I could say that you've never been there and you probably won't because they're closed now. Okay. 
And uh, what would happen is I'd go in there and tell the waitress, I want the lightest craft beer that they have. Waitress not knowing. Something super hoppy, right? It'd be super hoppy, but it'd be light color. Yeah. You're the only one that I could ever know looked at a bottle and seen light color and said, yeah, it's a... It's a non-hoppy, because <laughs> you did do that the other day, and you was like, see? It might yeah. have been a good guess. It, it was we'll a good see. guess, I think. But, uh, yeah, and it was super hoppy, and you go from a Bud Light to a super hoppy, and that was just, you'd have one beer and choke it down with a dinner. Yeah, it feels like it punches you in the face. <sighs> and um, that's where I was when I tried that Two-Hearted Ale. You've had Two-Hearted Ale, and you hate it because of how hoppy it is. I think they claim it's like a double or triple hopped dry hopped IPA I believe I could be wrong about that but it gets you right in the face with those hops and going from being a normal Bud Light drinker to having that as one of my first craft beers I hated it I remember I uh, got a four pack of it and three of those beers sat in my refrigerator for probably a year yeah um, and again broke 21 year old at a t- the time <laughs> eventually I got to a point where I was like done staring at these beers cracked all three of them open and poured them into a pitcher and just chug the pitcher just to get it out of my fridge. There you go. But now it's one of my most favorite loved beers. Came well, around to it. I, I tried one time to be a craft brewer. I had that, uh, what is it, Mr. Keg or what was I called? The little plastic. Mr. Beer. Mr. Beer. Yeah. I was bought as a <laughs> present for me. And and I knew sugar makes alcohol content. Yeah. So a little bit is good. Four times that is way better. Right. That's what I thought. But that was, oh my gosh, that was just horrible. It was plastic 40-ounce bottles. Yeah. I mean, that was just horrible. I bet. I bet you had a lot of dead yeast flavor in there. Well, we won't, we won't get into home brewing yeah, we won't. One, yeah, but yeah. you might end up with a bunch of dead yeast uh, in did. that. That's something. Um, some other beers that I've had that I was going to find out if you had ever had is um, going back to my childhood. I was a uh, ditch beer. So have you ever had ditch beer? Never heard of it. Let me tell you what a ditch beer is. I, I lived in a little, <laughs> little, little town, and uh, on... Saturday mornings, me and my friends would go comb, comb the ditches by the stop signs of the roads coming into town. Because people drinking coming into town would throw their beer in the ditch so they wouldn't get busted by the cops. And we'd go out the next morning and get them. Nice. And that's how we, and uh, my first beer was a ditch beer uh, downtown in front of the cop station, broad daylight. Three of us split a beer, and we was probably drunkest we was ever ever could be. So I think the idea of that would have turned me off beer for life. If I was like 12 or 13, I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. <laughs> um, so my first attempt at beer, um, you might correct me on this, but my first memory, um, we're you'll, you'll learn that my dad's a boater. I've turned into a boater. But we spent our weekends up on his boat when I was growing up, and... What boating really looks like, I mean, the boating is the vessel that usually gets you to the beach or the thing that you float on while you drink beer. It's more about beering than boating. But this day, we got out to the beach. Him and his buddies were standing waist-deep water drinking beer. And Why, why do you think we was waist-deep, Kelly? Do you know the answer to that You're not helping the story. Okay. You're not helping the story. <laughs> um, and I started bugging him for beer, bugging him for beer, and finally, all right, gave me one, took a drink, um, had to spit it out. Surprised I didn't throw up, but what my great dad did is he took one of his empties and filled it with lake water, and that was my first attempt at a beer. Mm-hmm. So thanks mm-hmm. for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. You actually had had a drink of a beer younger than that that one of my buddies gave you, and me and him had it out over that. And he's yeah. the same one that come to visit one day and brought a gun in the house, and I'm like, nice. no, that's got to go. And 
and he took you out on a snowmobile with no helmet. That was a good, good friend. Good guy. You don't even remember him, but yeah, yeah. So yes, did do the lake beer. <laughs> in in high school, um, where I went to school is actually in your town. You could have pop in class. Okay. This wasn't a beer, but there's a story. You'd get a Fago um, pop bottle and fill it with Booms Farm Tickle Pink, and go through the hallways and be able to drink that. That was eat bagels. That's when I learned about bagels and. And uh, when we'd skip school... Bagels and Boone's Farm. Bagels and Boone's Farm in class. Nice. I know. Uh, I don't think you got to do that in your high school. No. And also, okay, uh, I think the time limit ran out to where I uh, can't be charged for this, but in high school, when we'd skip school, we'd go up to the Sunshine Dairy store. I'm pointing where it is, but anyhow, you guys can see me point, right? Anyhow, uh, go to the Sunshine Dairy with my buddies, and my job was to ask a lot of stupid questions to the teller why they stole bottles and bottles of beer that was my job and then we'd drive around but um there's another beer that i had that i don't know if this counts as a beer zima Mm, i think i don't think so i think this day and age for the millennials listening we call that white claw white claw these days yeah Yeah, (laughs) so i've I've got a meme on here that i'm gonna send you okay that uh the white claw thing but the zima was before it was even in Michigan when I was driving limousines for your grandpa. Okay. Um, these people got a bunch of Zima from out of state, and they really wanted me to try it, and they said they was going to leave me some in the in the limo. So after the job, I'd drink it, and I still don't know how I feel about it. I, I've, I've drank it when I've ran out of beer because when you run out of beer, you've already probably had too much, shouldn't be drinking Zima anymore. Going. But uh, I still got a cool Zima sign. I've had Zima. Um, White Claw isn't the same. It... it Zima's much sweeter. I think okay. Zima has a syrupy sweetness to it. It's not preferable, and I, I'd hardly call it a beer. I, I know. They, but. Something's different. <clears throat> I think you're grasping <clears throat> straws now. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's one more beer I was going to ask you about, and uh, if, if you've ever had dog dick beer. I have not. I, I probably beg to differ with you because you may not have known it. Do you know there's a story behind this? Do you know the story? No, it, and I'm afraid I might have to just hit cancel on this podcast right now. But oh, go, go can, ahead. It? Okay, <laughs> I, I'm just saying because I figured you know some of your friends might listen to this too, and uh, this is from uh, your buddy Robert, and uh, we were all uh, to his hoax. It was uh, your bachelor party. Okay. And when we all got back, I met you back at the house. You had been off uh, bachelorette. You were covered from head to toe in marker. That's a whole nother show. And uh, you guys had partied pretty good. Uh, your buddy Shane was there. Okay. And uh, Robert thought it was really funny. What he was doing is you had a big old fridge kegerator right through the door. Keggy, yeah. Okay. And, it was uh, like an old 1950s refrigerator <laughs> that we converted into a kegerator. It was really cool. It so, was cool. I miss that. I wish we had kept it. So that's what he was serving us beers out of. And then you had a basset hound or something, some sort of dog. Made a beagle. <clears throat> a beagle. A beagle. And so what he thought was really funny is he would pour us a beer and stick it, you know, the dog's stuff into it and then go hand it to you and to Shane and, you know, I'm sure me too. And he really thought that was funny. And I, I see the look on your face. He's going to get it. You Shelby mount in front of a car or something on Fenton Road or Possibly. I question the legi- legitimacy of that I one. I've seen though. it. I was watching uh, it. I was the one that busted him. And he was like, shh. And then, he's, then he laughed and said he gave me one too. So that, that's, that's some times. hijinks. But those are old old <laughs> beer things. And then the Strohs, like I said, they was the first one with a 30-pack. 
uh, with that Strohs was a buddy of mine lived his his back deck was on a slant all the way the deck wasn't but the yard was a huge slant there's probably eight foot from the deck down to the yard that was just a huge slant down he had one of those big clay fire places that looked like a onion okay shape or a garlic bulb yeah i know what you're talking about and uh he wanted to throw it over the rail and let it bust nice okay well we threw it over the rail and it rolled down and stood straight up way down at the back of his yard so what do you do you throw lawn chair furniture over and drag it down there Start a fire. Start a fire and start <laughs> drinking a 30-pack of uh, Strohs. Okay. And so he was quite a jokester, too, but not with the dog. But he'd poke a hole in the can before he'd open it. or You know, and it'd spray onion, ha, ha, ha. Okay. And uh, one of us got one with the hole in it. We threw it in the fire. Okay. It started sizzling really, really loud, and that thing just exploded and blew up. All the fire, everything come out of that fireplace, all wow. over the furniture, which ended up being his wife's brand new outdoor lawn furniture. Nice. Very expensive. But we spent weekend after weekend trying to recreate that. Didn't happen. Yeah, that's a weird... <clears throat> Excuse me. Something weird must have happened. You wouldn't think beer would have enough alcohol to have that kind of... I don't think it was blowing up because of the alcohol. It was the pressure in the can. Oh, so he didn't because pop his hole in it? it? Well, popped a hole in it, but it Not started enough. boiling. Okay. And then blew because of that. Gotcha. And... Um, and uh, drinking stories from when you was younger. Have you ever drank too much beer? It might not even be when it's younger. It could be last week. It might have been last night. How you doing? You know, I, I've had nights <laughs> drinking too much beer, but more often than, than not, I can I can put down a lot of beer. Usually where my rough nights come from is when I start mixing in other things. Um, Zima? Zima, for one. Um, I think, I don't know, you're putting me on the spot on this one. I've got lots of stories, but to link their origin back to beer i don't know if i could usually it was a lot of liquors that i can't handle anymore because of those nights um five o'clock vodka is one of them (laughs) because of that i can almost not touch vodka anymore and i don't drink orange juice just can't do it those are some rough nights right shane (laughs) and um first bad beer story steel reserve um that night i don't know it was me and david maybe robert maybe shane me and david for sure we sat out, uh, sat outside Swack Party Store in Flint, on Fenton Road. <laughs> yeah. We sat across the street in the, the donut shop's parking lot, waiting to see someone just shifty enough that we thought we could give money to to get us some beer. And he came out with an entire case of 22s of Steer Reserve. And uh, we took that out to Goodrich, and that was a good night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't drink uh, Steer Reserve anymore no. either, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, on the same subject, you told me about uh, Hemp Hill... And Atherton Road store, you guys right are paying aid. somebody. Not the Rite Aid, Hemp Hill, down, down by Sicily's. I think that's the store. Was that the store? Oh, yeah, we tried that one night. Um, this was actually before Robert was leaving for the Army. Oh, we're, okay. We were trying to have one last party before he took off. And there's an old party store that we're talking about that um, we weren't the brightest at the time. But this party store had a back door that most cars parked at, and that was where everybody came in. But they also have a front door. So we found a guy, gave him money to go and buy us beer, and uh, we never saw him again. He ran out the front door. <laughs> so we weren't the smartest at the time. I, I uh, myself, well, me and a buddy of mine, I was a senior, he was a sophomore. And um, I, we both decided to go to this party of his friends, so it was sophomore parties, and I was a senior. We was going to each try to drink a case of beer. Nice. And mine, I'm sure, was Budweiser from at the time. And uh, I think got pretty close to doing that and the 
party was in a basement. When I went to go up the stairs, I got to the top stair and just fumbled backwards. Just nice. just fell backwards and and uh, just about busting my head open. And I kind of laughed and got up there and got in the passenger seat of my car. My buddy Weird Harold did not have a license yet, but he was driving me home. It was snowy, and I thought I was going to be sick. Opened up the door, just rolled out in the snow. Oh, nice! Crawled back in, and so, so, um, so obviously we've all we've, we've all had, had nights, had nights, and we've had a lot of different beers. What about a beer bong? I, I sorry, I had that in here on beer bong. Have you ever done that? That was big. I have never beer did bonger. a beer bong. I've done lots <clears> of keg stands. I've seen pictures of that. Yeah, that was fun times. We had a trailer that we rented right after high school and while doing keg stands I'm a, I'm a tall guy very tall so figured out that if I'm doing a keg stand I'm tall enough to plant my feet on the, the ceiling of this trailer so I could hold myself up while doing keg stands <laughs> yeah I have seen those photos they'll yeah. make a father proud fun times <clears throat> fun times and um so let's let's uh go back towards the the craft beer and the bud light Okay. Uh, I, I kept having bad, bad craft beers. I was having problems craft beers, liking them at all. And then you got into the craft beer where you really liked it. And I'd try a couple and I was like, nope, not happening. Yeah. But really, really wanting to, you always want to have something in common. Yep. You know, and, and I'm glad that I did pursue that because we probably spend 90% of our conversations talking about beer or talking about a new brewery or going to a brewery. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. 5% boating. And the other five percent nonsense stuff like children and you know <laughs> stuff like that. But um, kept trying, and because uh, I'd even went to Founders. Yeah, that holds a special place in your heart. That's craft beer mecca for me. That's ground zero. Um, they have all my favorite beers. It's always been my favorite brewery. Trying to make it there as much as I can. I went with my brother-in-law, and I remember sending you photos. Yeah, I was I was trying all the way down the line. I was trying each one. Nope, 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 nope. nope. I finally sent you a picture of a water. Said this is just right. So unfortunately, the closest thing to Bud Light you could find. The closest thing to Bud Light, thanks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you told me you was going to brew something. You was just going to pour water over. Drop it. a hop in it. Drop a hop or something. I, but unfortunately, what that meant is everything I wasn't drinking. Chuck was having a drink. Nice. And so he he liked it. And uh, so I, I was striking out at Founders, and um, still trying to reach out and have something. I seen that in Frankenmuth they had a beer tasting, beer pairing. Was, it was a pairing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And they had a lot of local brewers around. And uh, at that time, you was still doing extract brewing. Let's explain that, what extract is. Yeah, so extract brewing is kind of the the way you ease into brewing beer. All the hard work is kind of already done with for you. And at this point in the process, you kind of add a beer or hop grain concentrate to the water that you're boiling and that kind of turns it into that beer but you have very little control over the type of beer you're brewing um you can't really tweak it anything like that because it's this you got almost a syrup that you add to the mm. hot water um extract and then you add some hops and then that's it and uh but i know you was being successful even with that because people it's hard not know. to be successful with when you're doing extract kits well, it's kind of like <clears throat> i don't know like a microwave dinner it's hard not to have that microwave dinner come out how it's supposed to. Yeah, I, I still wasn't liking those, but you would give a friend of mine some that helped with your brew pots when you was getting into oh, brewing. Yep. And, and I seen him the other day. How many years ago would that have been? That's probably close to three years ago. And he's still, hey, man, you know, and I'm always, yeah, I'll bring you some. Anyhow, uh, so we went to Frankenmuth, 
and they had a beer pairing and they had it was more of a a teaching like a a learning seminar like it came with a beer pairing but it had brewers from big breweries around Mm -hmm. michigan coming kind of talking about the craft and getting excited about it yeah and uh, i found that it it blew my mind when they started talking about it and i'd drink it and i'd like it yeah the funniest thing was whatever your wife would say it tasted like tasted like that (laughs) banana banana you know and uh he's opening a beer and uh it's easy to get bias on stuff like that (laughs) but uh, you know every everything oh this is so smooth yeah it's smooth anything she would say i don't know if it was because that's what well i believe it is still from what that was but when she'd say it it'd just fire up those taste buds and i learned you said as a teaching i learned something called ibu IBUs, actually. International Bittering Units. There you go. I was going to ask you if you knew what that was. Cause I, oh, come on. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, but I really had to research that because what I found out is the lower the IBUs, the better I liked it. Um, so anybody that isn't familiar with Beer Talk, IBUs is kind of a way to tell how much of that hoppiness you're going to get. If you think about something like your standard IPA or like a two-hearted ale, it's going to be very, very high on the IBU scale. But if you think of a darker 40, beer, 40? 40s, 50s, it gets up higher than that. But after 40s and 50s, you your palate can't tell the difference. Um, and then if you think about a, a darker, like chocolatey beer that doesn't have that hot bite, that's going to be super low IBUs. Or super light beers are going to have low IBUs. That's what it means. Like a Bud Light is a about a 7. 7? I think I about know. a 7. I think that's what it is, about a 7 or 8. Okay. I would have guessed about a 0.5, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be a Coors Light. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and then um, I, I I found beers that I liked, craft beer. All right. Now we got something in common that I can sink my teeth in or drink. <laughs> right. right. It, it's, it's too thick if I was having to sink my teeth into it. But so after that, I found Hefeweizen. Yeah. I really like the Hefeweizen. You know what Hef means? It's uh, German for hop. Oh. Okay. Yep. And for the most part, a lot of them are low on IBU. Not, not as low as a Bud Light, but they Simply are over the screen. real, real low on IBUs. I think like between 12 and 15 typically. 12 to 15. I've seen yep. some at 30, something like that. That's I think. probably a pretty high one. With, I think that is the Midland Brewery one. Okay. And um, so I started finding some. And so I, on the beer list in a brewery, you can see IBUs usually. It'll typically, tell the yep. Alcohol content in the IBUs. And that's when I started trying some other ones. And so then when you decided you want to do grain brewing. So yeah, I, then all grain brewing, that's yeah, when you grain. start brewing it. Um, it's called grain from grain to glass. You you have every aspect of the beer brewing process at that point. You can change all your grains, your hops. You can completely tweak the beer that you like. So Yeah. So we uh, I, I had a friend of mine. His brothers have a brewery, a big big brewery. Midland Brewing Company. Midland Brewing Company. Wherever in Midland, Michigan. There you hit, go. Hit them up. Good beer, good food. Midland Brewing Company. We're still looking for more sponsors. Yes, we are, Lawrence Brothers. <laughs> and um, so I talked to my buddy, and uh, he said, hey, have, have Kelly come up, and I'll show him how to do some uh, all-grain brewing and on their system, on one of their travel systems. Like a pilot portable. system. Yeah. They, yeah. And, uh, and, of course, we said yes. And we get up there, and he, my my buddy Mike was like, I almost didn't do this today. I almost canceled. And he's like, why? Well, my dad had died, or they he just had the funeral, or 
something of that sort. Is in between him passing in the funeral or right after the funeral. Something that any other person would have canceled on. Yeah. And and I'm like, well, you should have canceled. He says, no, I love brewing. Yep. And this is good medicine for him. And uh, Yeah, just like any good hobby, it can help recharge your batteries, help get you in a better mood. And it's a passion thing, right? That's right. So that's I completely right. under... I didn't get it then. I completely get it now. Yeah. Well, he... Um, we, we went in there, and here's Parker, <laughs> and uh, he wanted to give his intake on uh, all grain brewing. Yeah, he helps me out. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so that, that was a lot of fun. But what they had to do is get on the computer and transpose it from how many gallons do they brew? I mean, what was they taking it from? They brew in barrel sizes, and that can go sky's limit. 50 barrel, 100 barrel. What did they barrel. have there, though? Was it like a 50? Bar- I, I, I don't remember, but my guess would be like 500. To your five gallons. They're doing hundreds and had to... Hundreds of gallons, and they have to really scale it down. And at that point, it's a simple division, dividing 500 by five gallons, and it's just really easy to make that math happen. And, and they had a program, right? He had a program that did it for him. Yep. And he did that. And then all we had to do, we, <laughs> my job was they they had a little uh, mini kegerator back there, four or five. My job was the to drink kegs. those. Yes, I had to drink out of those while watch you guys brew. And uh, so you was trying to make the cream ale, which I like the cream ale. And their Hefeweizen is one of them with more IBUs. Don't know if you know that, but I didn't. Then we tried uh, a dark beer, which typically I wouldn't like a dark beer. He said. His wife likes it. Okay. So, but <laughs> I know <laughs> so you, make, you, make, you. you make fun of my Hefeweizen, too. Right. And uh, But, yeah, no, I tried it, and I liked that one, so I found a lot of beers that I liked there. And okay. then something happened. What, what happened with that batch? Um, they got one of the math problems wrong. Something that one of the grains that we are supposed to put in there, we are supposed to put in 0.5 ounces of this grain as a caramel grain, and we did five pounds of it. Which is uh, a little bit of a difference. <laughs> and do you remember which grain that was? It is caramel, and then there's different types of caramel. Like it's caramel forty, I think, or something in the caramel family, which is meant <laughs> to be a very, very light part of any beer brewing process. It's uh, a specialty grain that just you put a little bit in there to get that flavor. And we did about fifty percent of the recipe as that. Yeah, and uh, so when you realize that. You tried to fix it. Yeah, we tried to fix it, and um, it. I think I just ended up adding water to it to kind of really cut down and um, kind of drown out the flavor of it, and it turned out actually really, really well, and I tried brewing it again, that same recipe again, because people liked it. It was weird. Um, everything you read online says if you use that much of that grain, it's going to be a beer you put on the drain, but yeah, they said it, they said it'd be a disaster, so yep. what did you call it? New disaster. New disaster, yeah. That's what you... Uh, that's what... That's what you named it, and from then on out, I got to name. I think name your beers. Yeah, that, I think that's my you've job. Named every beer since then. Taste them and uh, do that. Uh, so <laughs> then another place, just giving props out to places that we need more sponsors, is Lumber Baron. We really like Lumber Baron. That's because you can combine boating and beer, and so we yeah, their brewery's on. right on the river. Yeah, yeah, it's park nice. park uh, at the marina. Walk up there, and they had a lot of good beers that I've been. And what I do, talking about the IBUs, I start off with something lighter, and I can work my way up to something. And I've had some pretty heavy-duty IBUs, that, but I have to have a few, yeah, and yeah. then you got to carry me out. But um, And you was talking about Too Hearted Ale being high on IBUs. I didn't even realize that, because um, I have been to weddings and drink Too Hearted Ale at this point, and I don't mind it. 
Yeah, um, that actually surprises me because I think out of all the beers I drink, even that's one of the heaviest hitters when it comes to IBUs and had that hot punch. Really? Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's some out there that just smack you in the face for yeah. sure. And uh, and there's a lot of just bad craft beer out there. And for sure, I, I listen to a lot of brewing shows too, just yep. so that we've got stuff to talk about. I might not understand it, but. I can talk about it. And I sent you a new one. I don't know if you got to listen to it. And uh, Not yet. Okay. Bruce Strong. Real, yeah, Bruce Strong. A lot of experience in there. It's a lot different than that. Uh, what's the other one called? Brewlosophy. Brewlosophy. So yep. you'll see a difference there. But even I've actually listened to a few Bruce Strongs a long time ago. Oh, okay. So I know what you're talking about. I know but, those guys. Yeah, they, they mentioned several times that there's a lot of bad beer out there that can give it a bad name. And I'm sure that's what I was running into. Um, oh, for sure. I mean, it's just like any other craft, right? Like, imagine if you thought of the generalization of food, right? And then you go to a bad restaurant. You don't hate food now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the same thing. Um, there are bad breweries out there. I'm not going to throw them under the bus, but they're out there. And you... He, I was he's pointing in a general direction. pointing west. <laughs> um, so if you figure out where I live, you might be able to pinpoint it. But, I mean... You know, there are breweries out there that they are missing the mark, and you just don't go go to them anymore, but it doesn't mean you don't like craft beer, because then you go um, to a brewery down the road, which one of the things I found when I was getting ready for this episode is that most Americans, the average American, lives within 10 miles of a brewery. So they're all, away, all around. So if you find one you don't like, right around the corner, you might find one that you love and becomes your go-to restaurant. And, and I'm not so sure it's a acquired taste. It is a knowledgeable taste. You have to find something that you like. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought they were all bad like that. I've had them that taste like dishwater. And, you know, that's what I thought they were all like until through going to Frankenmuth and then you teaching me. And uh, and you'll brew beers just for me sometimes. Yeah. I appreciate that. You always got to have somebody brews beer for you. It's a and, nice friend uh, to have. Yes. <laughs> and so, um, but it just when it comes to beer brewing, there's so much science to it, and it even boils down to the water in the area that you're at, right? So, it there's just so many factors that it's pretty easy to go wrong, and if you're not getting the feedback to adjust, you might stay on that wrong side of the track. But um, go try more beers. Yeah, and uh, just like with your brewing, I think that you like it when people are honest with if they like your beer or not. Yeah. And uh, people give you feedback and, uh, and, but you care. Yeah. You care. That's for sure. I do care. And I like feedback and I like honest feedback. Um, I hate it when people just love my beer to love it. Like tell me because it's free. Yeah. It's easy to love a friend (laughs) with free beer, but if my beer is no good, tell me it's no good because I already know it's no good. So if you tell me it's great, I know I can't trust you, but you don't like all your beers that you brew. I don't. Oh yeah. You're right. Um, most of them I can tell quality though. The half True. is the only one that really throws me off. Watched you, uh, I don't know why I had to say but twice, but watched you brew. I've watched people watch you brew. You've got your whiteboard, you're like a mad scientist. And I've watched people watch you in awe, people that brewed a little bit, yeah. but the quality. And you've spent some money out there. Don't We won't say how much. If Trees is listening, I'm about $30 deep. Yeah, about $30, about $30 into bucks. it. Yep, absolutely. No, I've got some money into it. But, I mean, I think any good hobby you get into, you're going to spend some money. And for a while, I was able to justify. And you brew beer that she likes. Yeah, I brew beer that she likes. Um, I used to use the excuse of, oh, it's going to save us money because I'm not going to buy a 
four pack of beer that costs twelve dollars instead for twenty dollars i'm going to brew a full keg of it and um that justification isn't working yet um <laughs> i've got so much money into equipment that it's just not there but someday but a secret put- paypal account always helps and we don't i heard a podcast that she was outed she's not really listening anyhow yeah that's true <laughs> so she doesn't pay attention so what what is your passion why do you like craft beer what what is it that you like about it i don't remember when i really started getting turned on to craft beer um i think as a general a general statement because i have a lot of friends that drink craft beer and it's a it's a thing you know we hunt down good breweries and we can make a night out of going and trying different beers where you don't get that with bud light or a lot of it even like me and you right one of the first things we talk about after we talk about a brewery we talk about the beer and then we talk about the food, food. right food it goes hand in hand um i'm not saying there aren't great breweries that don't have great food um but most of them they go hand in hand right like one of the reasons I love to go to Founders is that I can try a few new Founders beers that they're only going to have on tap at the brewery, and they have an amazing menu, right? Yes, I do, and, and I've since found Founders beers that I do like because I, even though I didn't like the ones that I was going to before, once I got more knowledge, because I did eat there and loved their food, Yeah, and I went back for the food and kept trying different beers. I think beers. back in the day, I feel that like there's a point where you went there... Food first. Food first, right? yes. Like you yes. were going there because you knew you'd get good food, and then while you were there, you had to have a beer or two. But it wasn't ever beer first. Or for a while, it wasn't beer first. Right. And uh, now I'm mad at him service-wise, but, you know, but I'll still go. But I like the Gold Star Rock. rock solid Gold. gold. Solid it's Gold. Their, um, not new so much, but I think they just started putting it in cans. It's a Solid Gold Lager. That's another good lawnmower beer from Founders. Mm-hmm. Um, find that if you haven't had it. It's a lighter beer. It's it's definitely a beer that you can ease somebody in a craft beer with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I found a few like that. But, yes, the food. The food on places, like you said, Midland Brewing. Yeah. Um, Midland Brewing knocks out of the water with food. And that's what makes a great brewery, right? You can justify the price of the beer. with You have a great sandwich with it. And that's kind of what makes it a thing, right? I have friends that we go on brewery weekends. Um, we live in Michigan. We have Grand Rapids, which is one of the greatest beer cities out there. So we'll go, and the whole weekend is just going to brewery to brewery. We eat all night, have good beer all night, and it's more of a thing than... I, I never understood the bar hopping when I'm just going to get Bud Light at 10 different bars. Well, I've I've done the the brewery run with you before, yep. too. and uh, But I do have to say, while I was drinking the craft beers, you was picking up on the uh, deals from the leftover green Bud Light... <laughs> Right, it was following, uh, again, this is in Grand Rapids, it wasn't a brewery, it's a nice bar though, and uh, I won't name oh, yeah, them, yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't name them, but we got a discount on some green Bud Light, but unfortunately it was like May. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so and, and you're right. It, they, it, it wasn't they, great, but I think we probably paid 50 cents for it. But there wasn't a brewery, like It wasn't said. a brewery, it was a bar, but... And uh, but some of them we went to, and some of the beers I liked, some I didn't. And and even now I'm the same way, right? It, yep. I I go to a brewery, and I always if I'm someplace new, I always try something new. Um, or if I'm someplace old, I still try to try something new. And they don't knock every one of them out of the park. Some of them are bad. It it's very rare that I get one that I just don't finish. Usually there's quality to them, um, but you know not everybody's gonna like every beer. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, you've got a wider taste range than I do, I guess I'll say. You like a wider range of it. And was it this last winter, what, six of us, I think, kind of did a little run over in Saginaw, Saginaw Bay City? Oh, yeah, yeah, um, 
we hit one that uh started out at oracle oracle that was my first time there and you liked a lot of their beers there i liked a lot of them and you didn't and i didn't and chuck didn't chuck like didn't them. And, but everybody i brought liked them right and there were back to baby boomers yeah. millennials but um and chuck you know he likes a wider range of beers too he yeah. was he was always one that if he had a party at his house it wasn't a cooler full of bud light there'd be some bud light but a little bit of everything okay in there but yeah we we didn't find anything and we probably had six or no 12 is uh was a flight six or four i don't remember you had a few but beers anyhow, we, we had an entire few. flight there wasn't anything that you even could say anything nice about. and i don't think that we finished those um any of those uh then where else did we but again have? i loved all the beers you, on my flight you so did you did very, you had that lemon one that we was like, wow. You guys, yeah, you thought it tasted like chemical, like pledge. Like pledge, yeah. We thought I it was pledge. didn't mind it. I liked it. Well, you might have drank a few more pledge than I have. I don't know. Fair enough. <laughs> and uh, where else? We hit a couple more up. Uh, I know we ended we up We ended at, at Lumber Barons at one point and, yep, in we the went stables. Um, yeah, Lumber Barons, which they change when they have food or what food, but it's always been pretty pretty good. And that's why yeah. we went there. That's one with food. And... Uh, Scottish eggs, you got to try those. That's scotch fun. eggs, yeah, scotch yeah. eggs, scotch eggs. Which I'm kind of indifferent about scotch eggs. Yeah. They're all right. <laughs> After we had a few beers, yeah, we made it down to Tri Cities Brewing, which is another big name in Michigan. It doesn't have food. No, they had a food truck, and it wasn't even that open. day. Yeah, not okay. And they we don't were on like a Friday have. or Saturday night. Yeah, they, they, they don't always out. They don't always have food, but you can bring your own in. Okay. And that's where we seen a very big dog that looked like a pig laying on the floor. So it's a big English bulldog <laughs> that spent the last three months eating hot dogs, I think. Yes. But um they have some beers there that I like. Yeah, they I have some like good the, beers. But I do like the food factor. If I'm going to a brewery I'm probably gonna eat. Oh yeah, it's more of a make a night out of it rather than let's go have a couple beers. Right. I mean it can be let's go have a couple beers. But I think that's where it becomes more of a, an event, and that's why we like the craft beer, you know? Yeah. And, um, well, you've got some facts and figures that you said you were going to lay on me. Stuff. And, and I'd, like to, I'd like to hear some of this. I, um, School me. School me, Kelly. Well, I will start. I'm going to name off a couple of the beers I was drinking through this podcast. And I dug through my fridge to find the beers that I thought had the most craftiest craft beer names. Oh. Um, so I'm going to rattle what you, off. I see what a, you did there. Rattle off a couple of these because these are the ones that you see and you know are craft beer. So I was enjoying the Roque Brewing Bourbon Barrel Age French Toast Devil Dog Oatmeal Stout. Can you say that without reading it? Say that. Say that one more. I've got to hear that. Brewing again. Bourbon Barrel Age Devil Dog Oatmeal Stout. And who is no, that? I missed the French Toast. Okay. Roque Brewing. It's oh, a Roque. Royal Oak uh, Brewing Company. I, no, it's in Royal Oak. I don't think it's called Royal Oak. It's called Roque Brewing oh, Company. Oh, okay. But it's in Royal Oak. And then I right now I'm drinking Rochester Mills German Chocolate Milkshake Stout. And Megan, where are they out of? Are they Rochester Hills? Rochester Mills. Or Rochester. Yeah, Rochester. Okay. Not Rochester just, Hills. Okay. Um, but Rochester. Yeah, I just picked those beers because I thought they would be the, the most likely that if I showed a Bud Light drinker, they'd make a face and make fun of me for drinking that kind of beer. Okay. Got some half on tap for you. Have, so it'd be nice. I did bring you a founder, Solid Gold. Okay. I, I thought I'd be I nice to you because I knew you wouldn't want the devil dog. Obviously in a can. Sounds refreshing. <laughs> there we go. Let's see. Let's see. Now, I have had it, and I do know I like it. And, yeah, it's it's very good. It, it has some hops, but it's not 
What'd you say? In your face? It's not gonna punch you in the face with hops. And I'm drinking that German chocolate case right now. Yeah, yeah. I've seen you drink some stuff. That's for sure. Um, I'm very open-minded when it comes to beer at this point because I've kind of learned to appreciate most of it as long as it's quality. So I'll try the different flavors. Yeah. um, One quick back to another story about I've seen you drink some stuff. We took a trip to Taos. Yeah. You say it. They like the way I say it and you say it. I was corrected, but I've always said Taiwas. Taiwas. Apparently it's Tawas. Oh, Tawas. no, I think that's way wrong. No, I think they're messing with you now. Probably. But I we say took... avocado wrong, too, and I get made fun for that. <laughs> <laughs> avocado. Do you wash your hands? Something like that. And uh, But we went up there to a, uh, a little bar up there. And... A little hole-in-the-wall bar, and uh, I went in, and again, this is kind of, I was pretty deep in the craft beer, so I asked them what they had on tap. And they, they rattled off their beers on tap that they thought would be popular, that I thought I would like. And then they said, oh, and we have this um, Final Absolution Dragon's Milk, or Dragon's Mead. One of the Dragon's other ones. Mead, I think Dragon's Mead, which is a very, very high-test dark beer. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll have one of those. Which normally, because of the high alcohol content, the quality of this beer, most bars will charge you seven, eight bucks for a glass of it. And... She brought me one out, and we didn't talk about price at all, and she brought me a bill, and she's like, well, I didn't know what to charge you for, so I just charged you for a Sam Adams, which was like 250 or something. Like, all right. And that was the last thing I remember from that night, <laughs> yes, because I think I ordered like six of them You, after you cannot that. pass up a bargain. Yeah, I'm a deal hunter. <laughs> and uh, when we got back on the boat, you didn't care that the bed was not made into a bed. It was still a kitchen area. It was a kitchen table. <laughs> a kitchen table. And you curled your on there and the next morning you hadn't moved yeah and i questioned how you hadn't moved and you said i've got two kids <laughs> yeah i learned to sleep disconfigured or whatever you want to say i learned to be uncomfortable um i do have some beer facts if okay. you're ready for those i'm ready thought i'd find some fun stuff to talk about today um so we have had four presidents that are home brewers george washington thomas jefferson james madison and most recently barack obama are all home brewers okay i I do have to say the first three that's probably the only way you could get beer is home (laughs) brew i don't think uh anheuser bush was delivering to dc okay just saying counts just saying okay it counts counts. all right all right i think it's a stretch but but still barack obama i was surprised to see that one i was pretty excited about that um pilgrims landed at plymouth rock because their ship ran out of beer that's the only reason they parked the boat there when they did is they it's time to i don't know if there's time to brew beer time to find beer i don't know what the plan was there but that's the reason why in 1992 we had an astronaut bill reddy going to space um on the space shuttle discovery and he brought with him a bag of Cascade hops, which um, are one of the most popular home brewing hops. And that bag of hops went around the earth 128 times before he took it back to a brewery and had them brew a batch of beer with those hops. Which <laughs> Even I, Parker likes that. Parker's excited about that one. And then um, a lot of people think, or a lot of people I've talked to, think that craft beer is kind of at its peak and it's teetering out. And um, by numbers, it's definitely not. Um, at this point, it's counts for 13 percent of the volume of beer sold in america is that up or down from that's up five years it's ago. up about four percent um okay. well from five years ago i don't know where we're at but it's definitely up um and it's become a 26 billion dollar industry which i thought was huge right yeah yeah um i'm gonna say this last fact till the very end 
Okay. And and I told you my theory about the craft brew the other day on the way to my boat in Bay City, going down Wilder Road. They have all these uh, legalized marijuana shops. Yeah, I yeah. Don't to say that. And I, I said that there is, I mean, just a couple miles, there's like six of them. And because Bay City had passed it, that it's can be used for medical. And I think recreational is coming yep. out soon. Yeah, it's on its way. And um, I don't partake, but I was I definitely noticed all the green crosses around start oh, talking yeah. to people. And but their craft growing, is that what I guess you'd call it? I, you know, I don't know. I guess I don't you know, know how it's, crafty it gets either. You know, all these different strains and this and that. And I'm thinking at some time they're gonna put together craft brew and craft weed all under one roof that you can go and have a uh, dragon's mead and a drag of a drag <laughs> it would have surprised me i think maybe it was maybe it was founders one of the bigger breweries put out an april fool's joke about that this year that they're bringing out their first thc thc infused beer really it was uh-huh. a joke yeah it's not okay. happening all right but so the industry is definitely still strong oh yeah and still going as uh you can see i i'm i'm sitting here drinking a solid gold <clears throat> that's not what's got my throat like this i'm not sure why i'm losing my voice and um now and enjoying it and uh you know so i i've come a long ways and i i wouldn't if it wasn't for your love of the craft uh brews and bringing me to that point yeah i don't i'll drink a bud light but i will have oh last night i had a couple of blue moons okay. or we go out i really enjoy it when we go out and have some craft brews now you said you got a big fact for me yeah so obviously we started talking on this podcast about generations right millennial baby boomer baby boomer and where we meet on that which i think we've kind of learned to meet in the middle right absolutely we can definitely go out to any bar and i'm the same way i talk trash about the the america beers but um if i go to a a slur when you say that i'm not (laughs) sure what that's about when i um if i go to a bar with you like the eagles club or something like that and they have bud light i'm gonna drink a bud light i'm not gonna stand there and not have a beer so i'd say we definitely meet in the middle on that at this point but a couple facts i started looking into some age group facts and the age group 26 to 34 where i land millennials 26.4% of us drink craft beers. And then baby boomers, 50 to 65, land at 24.3%. So... That's very close. Generationally, we meet in the middle, I would say, on that. We do. I figured I'd shock you with that one. That that did shock me. That's very, very close. So I guess uh, we can... Was there any more facts? That was it on my end. Okay, well, then I guess that... uh, we can probably close out this podcast by saying that we're not, not at, at odds. odds.